Hello, I am Eight, and you are listening to Roads Uncharted. Previously, during our adventures, my new best friend Ro and I attended a pie-eating competition. The rules were quite simple. Eat as much pie as possible within an hour, without getting sick, without leaving the table, and without... Uh, well, it's less savory for me to say it, so I will skip it. While we were preparing to attend the event, we met with the previous year's champion, a woman named Jane. She was quite determined to be the victor. I, however, was convinced that I would win, simply by virtue of the fact that, well, I do not need to consume to live, so I had the upper hand in not really having a limit on the amount I can eat. In the end, I was victorious, but it had turned out that Jane was poisoned during the event, and... Consequently, she passed away. Ro and I took this quite hard, and while I know it is not our fault, I cannot help but feel like we should have been able to do something. Now, the two of us stand outside the medical tent with renewed purpose. We are going to track down who poisoned Jane, and determine why, and bring them to justice. Francis, you are standing... In the guard station, a medical worker has just arrived and is telling you and your fellow guardsmen, detectives, that Jane Freewell, who was the reigning champion of the annual Azara pie-eating contest, has just been poisoned, and her body now lies in state in the medical tent near the platform. What are you doing while this medical workers relaying this information. Well, I imagine I'm probably uh, relaxing, having a nice uh, cup of tea, as one is likely to do. Uh, so I'm probably sitting there, and I imagine it's got a little jasmine in it, um, and as I am enjoying it, hearing this report, I obviously I know I have to do something about this. It's critical that we uh, capture any anyone who would dare commit murder in this city, my city. So I will uh, finish my tea, place the cup down, and as this report is finished, I will uh, stand, place my hand on this medical worker's shoulder, and say, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate your report. Um, you have done well. I will see to it from here. If there's anything else that you require from me, please have it delivered directly to the scene of the crime, where I will be, of course, investigating. Um, probably before you go, you should know that um, there was a Warforged and um, a darker-skinned man. Uh, they dropped off her trophy? But from what I gather, she wasn't the winner. I don't really know what what was going on with that. Um, but they, they might be people of interest that you might want to talk to. Very good. Uh, thank you. Um, and question to you, GM, how common are Warforged in this particular uh, part of the world? So Warforged have not really been seen in common use since the war over 400 years ago. They originally were built as tools to be weapons. To see one walking around is a little strange. Most of them that do walk around tend to be servants, though nowadays. Giantkin, which is what Arthas is, have not been seen in probably a hundred years, maybe more. Just fair warning. Peculiar. Interesting. This is definitely worth pursuing. Thank you. Uh, now, please, uh, point me in the direction of this crime scene, so I may go and investigate. The guard looks back and forth, or the medical worker looks back and forth at the guards. Um... It's the platform where the pie-eating contest happens every year. It's it's nearby the... Just follow me. And he rolls his eyes and heads out the door. You can see that there is a grin on the inspector's face as this happens, and he'll kind of give a little chuckle to himself. <laughs> Perfect. Arthas, you have been officially released from the arena, your wounds have been healed, um, 
it's pretty easy for you to follow to meander throughout the crowd and eventually spot eight and Ro standing together. And I believe Ro is still holding two bowls of crisp. So Ro and eight, you do see Arthas very obviously above the crowd heading your way. Seeing Arthas towering over all of the crowd, I turn to Ro. Ro, look, it's our friend Arthas. He's returned, and he looks not bad for being in a whole bunch of fights. Oh, yes, uh, finally, I don't want to be holding these all day. Uh, and Ro will go ahead and start approaching uh, Arthas with bowls extended out in front of him. Uh, Arthas, we uh, procured for you some... Uh, some ap- apple crisp, I believe. I'm sorry if it's a little cold, not fresh, but given how long the line was, I believe we were lucky to just to be able to have even this. So we wanted to get a little bit early, and here you go. I do regret to inform you, though, that things might have gone awry here at the festival. But please, enjoy, enjoy, and we'll... Awry with the food? Not the crisp. Fantastic. I pick up both and dust them. Those were entire servings. I don't know why that always surprises me that Arthas consumes so much so quickly. I mean, it makes sense. Now, if Arthas is done with his bowls of cereal, uh, cereal, of, if, if Arthas is done with his bowls of crisp, um, I'd like to relay the awful news that someone died at the pie eating contest. Was it too much pie? No, I, I don't believe so. The... It's, you see, it's the reigning champion. I, I believe she would have been able to pack away much more. I, we believe someone was poisoned. At least that's what the medical sort of healer's tent gave away. And Eight was also influential in discerning that. I, I'm, I did not know this. I don't know if you know this. knew this, but Eight can detect poisons. Yes, I've had a clue with that. I have offered multiple times to taste test food for Arthas. However, he tends to consume much faster than I am able to actually fully test that which he is eating. Besides, I've yet to meet a poison that can fell me, evidenced by standing here. For some reason, that does not surprise me. Now, we're on the way back towards the platform where the contest was in we see we have a name uh, that we we have some theories we believe someone either had poisoned the pies beforehand or poisoned the pies as they were being brought out in an effort to either target someone else eight believes someone is targeting me no idea why i have some idea why we did run into some unpleasant fellows beforehand but it's just a simple misunderstanding i believe I don't think they would reach out to kill us. How unpleasant, and what kind of misunderstanding? I don't quite know why they were so hostile towards me, but they did approach, and for some reason, either didn't like my face, didn't appreciate... I mean, I am obviously some sort of outsider here in this town, looking and pointing at my my armor, my, my garb. It's very not not of this area well you're in good company i appreciate that xenophobia is not new to me but it still stings every time Hmm. arthas they were the same men that accosted us on our way into the city i think perhaps they just have a bone to pick with anyone from outside of their particular social circle that said the faster we make haste back to Reginald, we can get the list and begin our investigation. I also believe that there's the the pie maker, Mr. Sazen, I believe, Eight, if you would confirm this. Yes, okay, so Eight is nodding. Um, Mr. Sazen, I would very very much like to talk to this person, see who, if, if, if it was not them who had done it, then who they pass the pies on to so we can get a, at least a track of who had access to the pies that killed the sweet, sweet girl. 
Um, friends, we must leave with haste. And I start plots in my way down the road. I follow along and hope that Aiden knows where they're going. Lead the way. Perfect. So you make your way back to the platform where Reginald is and um, standing there talking to Reginald is the medical worker that you met at the tent and someone else. Francis, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself? Yes, of course. Um, you see standing uh, there before you a uh, tiefling of a uh, lavender type of hue. You can see by my uh, apparel that I am A, well-to-do, and B, I am of the employ of the, the town um, constabulary. I think that's the word that people use in this society. I'm not positive. Uh, but I, I uh, uh, am clearly of some type of association with the guard. You can see that I wear a very fine cloak that I wear over what is fairly standard formal apparel. The equivalent, I would say, of a three-piece suit. I uh, have in one hand a rather long pipe, uh, approximately 12 inches in length, uh, which I am puffing from in a contemplative manner as I browse the area and, of course, I'm interviewing this uh, individual that we are speaking with. As you can see, I am deep in thought, but spot you, most likely as you approach being of a, a unique appearance in these parts. You would notice, I believe, that I have, well, mostly Eastern-style design uh, apparel. I have uh, a vest on my person that is of a much more Western uh, design. Look, friend Roe, friend Arthas, Reginald is currently speaking with the medical examiner, and... Someone who appears to be very sick. Um, come, we should probably interrupt. Only because we are in a very urgent situation. Pardon Dax, question. How many tieflings have I seen? You have not seen any just yet. Eight has seen one. And Ro, I don't think, has seen any either. I'm going to let Eight take the lead on this as I am... Not spooked, but the horns are giving me a weird vibe. Ro will sort of lean over to Eight, and what makes you think that they're, they're sick? They're definitely odd, but I have come to accept that things might that are very different here in the East. I lean in towards Ro, mimicking. Well, they're purple, which is nearly the same color that the reigning champion had turned before passing away. I assume that this person also consumed the pie, and perhaps they are trying to figure out what to do before it's too late. I don't know, but the color is very suspicious. So this is this is a not a common occurrence, a, a purple-skinned, horned individual? Uh, wait. Well... I have seen an individual with horns before, so I don't suppose it's common, but I would not necessarily be alarmed. After all, you were taken aback by us when you first saw Arthas and myself, and we turned out to be your new best friends. This is true. Uh, you know, Ro is now noticing the very Western-style vest that he has on, and will sort of cock his, his head to one side, and then... Hey, it's Arthas. Do you mind if I approach um, and and open open the conversation? If we are wishing to interrupt it, there is something about this person that I might be able to connect with. By all means, please. After you. With a nod, Ro will do that thing where he walks over and stands just a little bit outside trying to grab the attention of anyone involved in the conversation, possibly within eyesight of this lavender tiefling. As you approach, you hear Reginald, well, you say uh, she, Jane was given the raspberry supreme pie and started eating and then just sort of fell over. 
And the medical workers took her to the tent, and now I'm being told that she died. Yes, that is what they are uh, indicating to me as well. I have three questions for you, and then I must interrupt you, because uh, I have a rather important conversation that I must take uh, part in very quickly. But I will ask you the questions for you to give me answers afterwards. First, do we still have the pie tin and the remains of the pie? Second, where could I find the individuals involved with preparing and bringing this pie to, of course, interview them? And third, do you, by chance, have any cheese? Thank you. When you have those answers for me, I'll be prepared, and I will turn and look at this uh, individual with a clearly Western style of dress who is standing uh, just there, and I will say, pardon me, you appear to me uh, attempting to gain my attention. You, you have it. Uh, what may I do for you? Uh, yes, hello. I'm... Oh, I'm so sorry. I introductions, introductions. Yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Ro, and I am here with my friends Eight and Arthas. From the conversation, you are invested in this investigation. I believe we might be of use or help. In, in... We want to help. I hope you understand. I noticed the vest and thought maybe there was some sort of. I was hoping to use it as an opener, but... I flag Arthas down and try and get him to lean down towards me. I do so. And and I've I've moved like just beyond the periphery of, of where Ro is talking to this inspector. Arthas, Ro is very good at introducing themselves to people. Do you suppose we could learn something from him? I certainly hope so. And this I will... Uh... Extend a hand. Um, you can see as my hand uh, reaches out towards you, it almo it's almost like my arm unfurls and my hand somewhat delicately is placed uh, in perfect handshaking range. Um, and as I do, I will introduce myself, say, Ah, yes, uh, well, my name is Inspector. Inspector Francis Brassard. Uh, sorry, Inspector's the title. I apologize. It was a bit of a miscommunication. Um, uh, yes, I, we may have something in common. Uh, I must say I do particularly love your uh, attire. It reminds me of home. I have many questions, including what brings you and your companions to these parts. It is a, a bit of um, an unusual sight to see this uh, assembly of individuals here. Uh, but, uh, of, of course, um, uh, yes, I am an inspector here with the uh, uh, guard of the city. I think that's the word that people use, guard. Um, and am, of course, assigned to the case to solve the murder. If you believe you may be helpful, then perhaps I will take you up on that. Shaking Inspector Broussard's hand quite nervously. Yes, home. Um, home. I might be able to, pro we might be able to provide some answers to the questions that you had asked. Not the cheese one, I don't know what that's about, but by all means, as far as we can tell, Mr. Sazen was the one that prepared the pies. Eight and I participated in the competition. Eight was the, o the only other competitor that had consumed the raspberry pie and was the one that determined it to be poisonous. Now, my friend Eight over there, and I'll motion over to Eight and Arthas to come over, is not affected by poisons. Eight. I'm standing awkwardly, just looking at my hand and listening as you're talking to the inspector. And I've just got the three fingers and they're just spreading and clapping back together as I'm waiting. Eight, Arthas, this is Inspector Francis Broussard and he is conducting an investigation. We might be able to be of use, be able to help set things right, find justice. My eyebrows perk up. Justice, yes. Hello, Inspector Francis. And I start walking forward, my own hand now extended towards you in a very clunky manner. I am eight. And I am the person who won the contest by default because I did not die from poisoning. Wonderful. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. And I will, uh, of course, shake that hand. I must say, it is quite wonderful to see uh, um, a person of your particular... Uh, background here. It has been some time. Uh, I understand since uh, anyone uh, of your people have been seen here. I should be very curious to find out what has brought you here, um, as this is uh, perhaps cause for celebration. Um, uh, wonderful. Very good. Um, 
I must say, it is curious to me that you were able to, uh, you say, detect the poison, but not affected by it. I have questions about how this works. If there's something I could learn from you, perhaps it would improve my own skill. We will have to have a conversation about that, perhaps at a later time. In the meantime, I will accept your offer of help, although I want the public record to note that uh, you were also competitors in the pie-eating contest, which means you are not absolved of guilt as of yet. I look visibly confused, and then even more puzzled, and then I nod in casual understanding, and then the realization of the fact that you have basically accused me of being a suspect uh, crosses my mind. Oh, I suppose that makes sense. It is only logical that you would assume that the people competing might want to kill the previous winner, especially considering her reputation as a pie-consuming enthusiast. Um, however, I must say, I was never taught to kill, so I do not believe that would be something that I would even know how to do. I think most people are not taught to kill. It is a skill that you acquire along the way. So you may not have been taught it, but if you have acquired it, then it is still worth investigating. I myself was never taught to kill, but in times of peril, I have found that necessity requires it. For the sake of brevity, Ro will then go over the what transpired up until we had met Inspector Francis Broussard, from entering the, the pie eating competition, talking with Jane, the pie competition itself, helping Jane as much as we can, being sent to the medical tent, and then upon discovering Jane had passed, giving the trophy, and then making her way back here. That is very, very honorable of you. I appreciate your forthrightness. Um, I will have uh, more questions, I'm certain. In the meantime, you said you might have answers to some of my questions. Do you know where the pie tin is located? So I had assumed that you are looking for the pie tin because you wanted to know, you know, what sort of pie, what... We don't have access to the pie tin. What sort of poison? I was hoping that eight could elucidate that for you. Now, if you have an exact chemical composition of uh, the poison, that would be perfect. Oh, well, I did taste some of the pie. Is Reginald nearby? So, while this conversation is going on, Eight, because of the way you were facing, you would have seen Reginald come up with the pie, a small satchel, and is now just standing awkwardly behind Francis, waiting to be addressed. Ah, look. And I'll indicate Palm towards Reginald, directly behind you, Inspector. It appears Reginald has appeared with pie and a satchel. I believe he has the answers to the question you're seeking. I did, however, taste the pie and detect poison. Though I am unsure of its chemical composition, I mostly just can appreciate the intensity of a toxin. As long as I am trying to detect it. Oh. Very good, and I will spin rapidly on my feet. Uh, as if a dancer, you see that I turn and land in what is approximately the fourth position that a ballet dancer would use. And as I uh, turn and extend my arm, I will uh, take uh, both the pie tin and inquire what the contents of the bag are. Well, uh, here's the pie tin that Jane was eating from, and um, the, um, you, you asked if we had cheese. What manner of cheese? Goat cheese. Uh, I suppose that will suffice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I'll kind of rifle through a coin purse and take out a small amount of currency, whatever seems appropriate for this, uh, you know, mediocre cheese that I've been given, and I will give him a couple of coins. Okay. Probably just a couple of silver. I will make it a full gold to show that I appreciate the promptness of the request being met. Yep. What was the second question? And the second question was, uh, who was involved? Which I believe I have some of the answers to that. Oh, that's right. You wanted to know... Mm. 
pulls a list out of his pocket um, and reaches it up to you. This small gnome reaches up to you with this list. And, and on it, um, when you open it, you see our, a list of bakers and then a separate column that is a list of servers. Delightful. Thank you. And I will note which names have already been given. Well, then, I do believe that uh, concludes our business for the time being. Uh, thank you for your forthrightness. I will, however, ask that uh, if we have additional questions, you remain available to answer them. Of course, within regular operating hours, I will not uh, visit your abode at the evening unless it is urgent um, or you are in great peril. Uh, in such case, please, um, uh, would you be a dear and just uh, fill out the paperwork that this, uh, and I'll look around for the medical worker who, uh, was with me uh, before, uh, that medical worker over there. Please provide uh, your name and uh, just home address in case we uh, require any further assistance and you are not located here. Thank you very much and uh, I appreciate your time. <laughs> I'll turn back to the, these new um, individuals that I've just met and say, so then, shall we conduct an investigation? Roe is going to turn over to Aids and Arthurs while that conversation is going and just lean over and I never would have thought investigations were so methodical. I mean, it makes sense, but the amount of questions and control this Inspector Broussard has, very impressive. And and then as, as soon as Inspector Broussard turns around, just kind of like in surprise. Yes. Yes. Eight. Arthurs. Yes. Yes. And I just nod, trying to figure out why he has horns and why his skin's purple. Is it a job hazard? Visibly excited? Yes. Yes, we will investigate. Just a moment. I must prepare myself. And I am going to pop my spoon out of my wrist. And I am going to hold it out. And DM, I would like to cast a basic spell to create a little magical pipe? Sure. Why not? So that I might have one just like the inspector. Are you doing like an illusion type pipe or an actual pipe? I mean, if I could have like an actual pipe? Yeah. You have to cast your spell. What difficulty would you like me to... Easy? Easy difficulty, yeah. I have four advantage, but no successes. So I'm thinking, and tell me if you disagree, that perhaps you don't really come up with a, a nice-looking pipe. It's more of like a blob of clay with a couple holes in it. Not a usable thing. Almost looks more like a salt shaker. As long as you might look at it and say, hey, that's, that's a good approximation of a pipe. I feel like that's all right. So you would have had to suffer two strain to cast the spell. Uh, what would you like to use? You want to use two of those advantage to recover those strain? All right. Sure. As I put the pipe in my mouth and look at the inspector and Ro, and I know Arthas is, is nearby, so I just say it loudly. Inspector 9 is on the case. And I just kind of like gum the tip of the pipe. Eight pipes are bad for your health, and also your name is Eight. Yes, Arthas, thank you. I am putting on what is called a persona. Why? I apologize if this is offensive to you, Inspector. <laughs> of course not. I find it rather amusing. Yes, I will teach you how to inspect. Well, at least part of it. Is the pipe and persona required? I suppose that depends. Do you feel that it is required for you to maintain the image for yourself? I will need to procure a pipe. Now, fortunately, there is a tobacco store nearby that I absolutely love. I am friends with the proprietor, so it will not be an issue to obtain additional pipes. Fantastic. I just want to interrupt here that uh, Rhodes Uncharted does not condone smoking. <laughs> but Arthas does. Apparently. We put a Surgeon General's warning on the uh, podcast. Right, yeah. Oh. Carry on. So this is the first investigation that at least I have ever been a part of. Um, what do we, what, Inspector, what are we, what are we doing? Do you have a list? You had a bunch of questions. Yes, very good. Uh, well, uh, the first step is, of course, we have to take stock of what we have to determine what we do not know. 
Um, and that is where we will begin. Uh, unless, of course, you would like to obtain your, your pipes now. Um, is that something you would like to do? We could take a five-minute detour. Or we could continue. All right, perfect, perfect. Then I will lead uh, this group, uh, taking the pipe in and uh, just delicately balancing it on my hands as a waiter does um, while walking through a busy restaurant. I will uh, hold this pipe in above my head, doing, uh, you know, like the rotating wrists as I navigate through the town to get over to um, the nearest uh, establishment, where I, of course, am well known as a... Uh, uh, visitor and a, a connoisseur of uh, fine uh, tobacco. And so we will go in and I will um, introduce them to this uh, manager, whomever they may be. You mean you don't know? You know what? Just for that, Josh, why don't you describe what this building looks like and this proprietor that you know oh so well? Of course, it is a, a small squat building. I'm located between two slightly larger buildings. Um, but as we enter, it is, of course, smoking, as there are people actively smoking pipes in the interior. Uh, inside, there is one small counter uh, where you can see there is a, a clerk on duty, not uh, the owner, per se, but just an employee. Um, in the back, there are a couple of tables. And, uh, individuals are kind of spread around them, uh, smoking, uh, relaxing, as one does in a, a tobacco establishment. As we enter in, I will, of course, walk over to the... Um, desk uh, and uh, place my hand, just one hand on it, because the other hand is holding the pie tin, and I will say, ah, yes, uh, hello, my friend. I require, uh, how many, how many pipes do we require? And I'll kind of look back to the group. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would appreciate a souvenir pipe. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what this is. Is something amiss with my pipe? Do I need a better one? Do you feel that you need a better one? Is the question that we must ask. How do you feel? Well, now I feel a little unsure. Well, how about we purchase one? And if you don't require it, it can always be returned. Oh, yes. I like this thought. Like a rental. Sure, that is a good a good comparison. And I will turn back around. Um, still holding the pipe in aloft, as I say. Uh, we would require three of your pipes, uh, but uh, one of them in particular, you know, can be a little more um, ostentatious. Um, and please put them on my tab, and while I'm at it, I will pull out my uh, sack full of tobacco, and I will um, uh, request a refill. The uh, clerk nods enthusiastically, takes your packet, and goes first and refills it, brings it out to you, then brings out this large wooden case, sets it very gently on the counter, and then lifts the lid, and you can see that there are probably seven pipes in front of you, each ranging from very simple carved polished wood all the way to gold and encrusted jewel. So the fancier the pipe, the better the investigation. I will take your finest pipe. Oh, okay. Um, well, um... The clerk looks you up and down, Arthas. Well, um, I mean, if you want, I won't say no, but, um, do you have 500 gold on you? Inspector Francis, I believe this investigation may have a hard time. Worry not, my friend. The material with which the pipe is made is not that important. It really is about the image in your mind. You have to believe yourself to be capable of solving the case. And for me, that is just with this rather long, it is a, like a, a kind of gesture and indicate, like I described, it is a 12 inch uh, church warden uh, type style pipe. Um, uh, some uncertain wood, You're hard, it's hard to identify what exactly it is, but it's a, of a darker hue. Um, mine is not made of gold needs not be it's simply functional a wooden pipe but if you would like a, a fancy pipe you're welcome to it oh arthas perhaps perhaps you would like a pipe made of stone if such a thing could be arranged the clerk taps their chin just a little bit mm, mm. points a finger up to the ceiling closes the lid very gently and then reaches down and pulls out a separate 
wooden box. This one very small. Puts it down on top of that wooden box and then lifts this lid. And there is a rough hewn stone pipe. It appears to be made of some sort of rock that has very nice stripes and you can see the sediment and it's just ever so lightly polished. It's very decorative, doesn't look 100% functional. This is perfect. The clerk hands that off to you and then looks to eight. I hold out the one that I made. I have created this pipe. Can you find something that complements it? Again, the clerk sits there and taps their chin, looking up and around like they're thinking. Mm, mm. Puts both boxes back underneath the countertop. Walks about 10 feet off to the left and starts rummaging through a drawer. Comes back out with a very simple leather satchel to keep your tobacco in. Oh. Thank you. Then this pipe is perfect. And I'll mock blowing in it. Ro is... Throughout this whole time, Ro has been stifling a sneeze and sort of rubbing his nose and will choose one of the more basic-looking ones. I Sure. This, this, this one? <clears throat> rubbing his nose, trying not to appear rude. It's very basic... Not quite 12 inches, maybe maybe closer to three, I believe, would be more appropriate and more his style. So if that's on your tab, uh, that will be, let's see, that'll be 10 gold. Perfect, and I will reach into my coin purse and pull out uh, 10 gold pieces, and then I will think, oh, I'll place the pie tin down very quickly and say, don't touch it, and I will uh, pull out the small satchel and I will also take up a small wedge of the goat cheese that I was given, because I must dispose of it somehow, and I don't intend to eat mediocre cheese. And I will uh, put that back in my belongings, and I will pick up the pie tin again, investigating to make certain that no one has touched it or licked it absentmindedly in the two seconds that it was on the counter before placing it back up above my head, and I will lead the party back out of the store to the scene of the crime, where we have just come from. Is this Ro is whispering to himself, I really hope this is customary. I really do not want to be rude. And looking over at Eight and Inspector, I will bite on the pipe, unsure of how to use it, and then pipe up. Okay, uh, so... So now what? We we look the part. We are on the case. Yes, and you look uh, quite fantastic, if I do say so myself. Uh, yes, now, uh, and I will uh, kind of try to find a quiet spot here near where the crime has taken place. Uh, perhaps uh, an empty corner or uh, something where we can speak privately. Considering you are standing near a competition platform near where there is a very large festival going on. It's a little difficult to find a completely private area. However, I'm sure if you sat at the table on the platform, you'd at least be far enough away from most people that could be just walking by casually. Oh, Inspector, I might be able to help recreate the incident. An excellent strategy. I will lead the group over to the platform and I will leap up um, as if uh, a graceful gazelle, I will uh, jump um, and uh, without losing a single stride, I will um, place the pie tin back on the table where the deed was done. Uh, and I will turn back to the group, um, who I presume are following me. I'm just uh, walking and assuming that they're with me. I'm, uh, I'm not looking to see that they're with me. I'm just assuming. Um, and uh, having done this, I will turn back around and say, all right, now we may begin our investigation. That, those pipes look very good. You've done a very good job. And, and I will uh, sit down at a seat at the table. You see, and as I've been following behind you, I go around the, the table to where I had been seated during the competition, and I put myself down in my former place, and looking over at 
Inspector, I say. You see, I sat here, consuming my pies. Jane sat here, and I motioned to the chair next to me, consuming her pies. And Ro, Ro sat here, and I point to the seat next to me, consuming his pie, until he ate the other pie, had an allergic reaction, and had to step out of the competition. Bitch, in theory, might have even saved his life. And then I put the pipe back in my mouth. Pies were brought to us by someone from the staff. And I just have the pipe hanging from my jaw. Perfect. Uh, thank you for that um, uh, wonderful description of what occurred. Eight. Um, uh, I am nine. You're right, Inspector Nine. Um, uh, perhaps we could all uh, regain our the places that we were at. Um, for those of you who were here, of course, I was not here, but I will pretend to be Jane for the time being. Uh, if you want to learn how you were murdered, you must take the place of the one who was murdered to understand what happened. Um, uh, anyways, uh, I will take the seat next to uh, Inspector Nine, where uh, I was told that Jane sat, um, and I will uh, hold the pie tin now in two hands in front of me. Um, so, you know a thing or two about the poison and what it did. But if we could know the exact nature of the poison, perhaps it would be very helpful to us uh, to identify who might have this type of poison available to them. And that is what we are going to begin with. How much pie residue is left in the pie tin, GM? So you would have been told by Reginald in your original questioning that Jane got about halfway through her pie before she started to choke, at which point uh, Aiden Rowe commented and agreed with Reginald's story that they performed the Heimlich maneuver on her, um, and then she was brought to the medical tent. So um, unfortunately, Reginald did admit that they did clean up most of the pie, so there's very little residue that is actually left in the tin. In my professional opinion, is there enough left in order to uh, try to do some kind of sampling of what remains? I think you could get a, a decent sample. They weren't very good at cleaning. They didn't finish their job, uh, so... Lazy individuals working and not finishing it in a proper manner. Of course. Of course, I expect nothing less. And I shall uh, place a small satchel that I've carried at my side up until this point on the table. And I will open it and pull out uh, three glass vials and one small teaspoon. Um, this clearly goes to a very fancy tea set, uh, which is not visible. It is a single teaspoon. And I will uh, reach in and kind of scoop up um, uh, little bits of the pie uh, remains and put one in each of the three uh, glass vials that I have uh, before I um, kind of place them in little kind of holder that I've brought with me. And I will, um, uh, pulling out a small flask, uh, unscrew it and uh, pour it over the uh, spoon in order to sanitize it and be rid of whatever poison may be uh, remaining in those uh, little bits left on it before I uh, wipe it on a uh, little cloth that I have and place it back in my satchel. So, we have here three samples, bits of pie that may yet contain poison. It is now our duty to uh, perform some chemical samplings in order to determine whether or not uh, perhaps we can determine the nature of this poison. And I will, uh, from that same satchel, pull out um, a couple of vials of chemicals of different types in order to um, uh, pour different things in with the different samples to see how it reacts and if it reacts. Um, may I uh, make either an alchemy check or a science check in order to do this. Dealer's choice, I would say that you can make it at easy difficulty. So one purple. One success, one triumph, and one threat. And real quick, I'm going to ask Arthas, you see that this strange being pulls out little glass cups, tubes, whatever they might be, and puts food in them, and then some sort of liquid. Um, what are you doing while the inspector is performing his whatever he's doing? Sucking air through my pipe and looking around the stage for anything that could have 
Any way for someone to have put poison in said pie without having been part of the staff? Do me a favor. Yes. Roll me a perception check at medium difficulty, and we'll address that as soon as the inspector is done with whatever it is he is doing. Gotcha. You start pouring your liquid into these vials, and I assume you're probably shaking them to make sure the mix gets in there. Maybe. Um, The first one stays clear. The second one turns a pale purple. And the third one stays clear. Now, with the success, you know what that color means. You know the type of poison that was used. What really cool thing would you like to have happen with your triumph? Could I use this triumph uh, to uh, learn not just the type of poison, but also where one might procure it in the area and who one might procure it from? Sure. I'll give you that. So you know that the type of poison is something called Celine's Kiss. It is a poison that is distilled from a flower of the same name. It is a very rare flower. It actually can only be collected from the mountains that are north of Azara. If you wanted to buy the poison, you would have to be dealing with a poisoner, somebody who is very skilled in such things, because it's not something that you can just powder up and mix with certain liquids. You actually do have to be very careful about the extraction process. It's very labor-intensive, and oftentimes it results in nothing. It's very easy to mess up. So in order for somebody to have access to this, they would have to have money, and they would have to have knowledge of underground dealings. Very good. I will turn uh, to the the three who are with me, um, and I will explain this result and what that means. Um, Concluding with, so, clearly, we are dealing with a professional, someone who is either a master assassin or associated with one because this is not the type of poison that anyone could get. You know, it's easy to put some chemicals together and hope for a negative result. Now, this is the work of a master. Clearly, something horrible must have occurred in order for this to be, uh, well, the outcome. Uh, We will have to consider who might have interest in seeing uh, our pie champion defeated in such a manner, uh, removed, who might have motive? Because that is the real question. Why would someone want to kill the pie-eating champion? Arthas, real quick, what was the result of your perception check? Two successes and two threats. All right. So you're standing there, nomming on your pipe, sucking air through it, very loud. Can be heard above everyone's head. You happen to glance around the platform, and you notice something on the ground, almost completely hidden by the platform itself. You bend down, and it's easy for you to reach the ground without straining too much effort. And you find a glass vial. I pick it up. Is it empty? It is. Hmm. Nine, I found a thing. Swinging my head with the pipe jostling in my jaw. What is that, Inspector Arthas? You have uncovered a clue? No, it's a vial. Ah, even better. And I will push up from my chair and walk over. This is in fact a vial, and it appears to be empty. Do you suppose it's related to the poisoning? I certainly hope so or else I'm out of leads. Just a moment. Might I see it? And I'll hold my hand out. I give it to nine. Thank you. And I will put the vial in my mouth. Okay. Like the whole thing? Yep. And I'll start to crunch on it a little bit to see if it's laced with any poisons. So, eight. Could you make me a coordination check, please? Coordination? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It's the only thing I can think of that will work. 
and make it at medium difficulty. All right. So with a with an agility of one and no ranks, I have a green and two purple. Hey, two success and two threat. You're moving this file around in your mouth. It doesn't break, but you you do start to hear a as if the glass is straining under the pressure of your maw. And I'd like to try and detect if it's laced with poisons. Mm-hmm. You can do so. I just want to make sure the vial didn't break. <laughs> gotcha. What difficulty would you want that check to be? Same difficulty, medium. Medium, okay. Two advantage and a success. You can tell that this was the vial that held the poison. Ah, Inspector Arthas, a magnificent find. For this was the vessel that contained the murder component that killed Jane, the pie-eating champion. I can taste the same elements off of the glass from here as was in the pie. Fantastic. But I don't believe there's any way we can identify who the vial belonged to. At that, Roe will pipe up. I was I was in the crowd watching the stage while the, the finalists were eating their pies and when they were served their pies hold on let me try and recreate and i'll jump off of the platform go to where i was standing and close my eyes and try and remember who was carrying which pie and will do my best to remember who it was Hmm. why don't i have you make just a straight intellect check sure my intellect is two and no difficulties or anything no, it's pretty fresh in your mind. You only, you know, just experienced this. So I want a sign difficulty. Two advantages. All right. It means you don't exactly succeed, but you don't exactly fail. So why don't you tell me what those advantages mean to you in this situation? Maybe I can pull out uh, from, my, from my mind who it's not. Yeah, I think that would be good. You would know that, okay, I know... These two people, this is what they look like, were standing way over here, so they couldn't have possibly done it. Yeah, I'll give you that. At this point, it might be a toss-up between the few people who were on stage. Maybe if there were multiple people serving pies, we could narrow it down to those people. I can remember what they looked like, but not remember who exactly was the one that served Jane her particular pie tin. You remember a girl with honey blonde hair? You remember a gnome with fire red hair and you remember another girl with chestnut hair kind of darker skin okay 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 i don't remember who exactly was carrying jane's python but there were three possible ones that i can remember a girl with blonde sort of golden hair a gnome red very deep very vibrant hair and another girl who darker skin some Darker hair, chestnut, chestnut. I don't know who these people are, but I know what they look like. If they dropped the vial in this particular area, maybe, maybe it was one of them. Uh, who else was on stage? Was the MC Reg- was Reginald on stage as well? Yes, yes, he was. So those three plus Reginald. Having seen this, um, I'm very impressed with the the work of these three. Fledgling inspectors, they have done a very good job. And uh, that shows very clearly on my face as I uh, look at them and I say, "Mm, Well done. Very well done, each of you. You have brought valuable skills and uh, found your own clues as if you are naturally inspectors with the gift that uh, so many of us do have to find the truth out of a muddied mess. Um, This is very good. Could you confirm one detail for me very quickly? Were there only the three contestants who uh, were eating pies uh, during this competition? No, it was, so there was myself, there was was eight, now Inspector Nine. There was Jane. There was a big burly fellow uh, who was sitting over there. I believe there were two others, a pair of twin dwarves and another older gentleman that seemed to be enjoying the competition at the far end of the table. And that's what was that seven, one more, the older gentleman's grandnephew. 
that's a very good memory you have. Uh, most impressive. I think it is important that while we have a general vicinity for where the vial was dropped, that we not rule out um, anyone who was on or around the stage at this point, because it is possible that um, the poison was applied and the bottle, the vial was dropped prior to delivering the device. But perhaps the poison was applied and the vial was held on to until a later time before being dropped off. Um, uh, Inspector Nine, do you still have the vial intact? Yes, I still have the vial. May I see it, please? I jut my jaw and spit the vial into my hand. I say spit, but it's dry, because there's no saliva. And as I'm holding it, I say, With pleasure. However, I would like to try one more skill before I pass this off to you. Certainly. What would you like to try? I do not know how conventional this is, but this may call for magic. Okay. Well... So long as you do not break the vial, I have no issues with you doing whatever it is you're looking to do. Excellent. Thank you, Inspector Francis. Of course, Inspector Nine. I take the pipe out of my mouth and I hold it like a magic wand implement, and I kind of swirl it around the vial. DM, what I would love to do is I would attempt to cast a utility spell to essentially see the vial's memories as to who's touched it within the last day. Can you do that with a non-sentient object? Is the question I have for you, Eight? Well, the question I have for you is what limitations on magic would you like to set? Because Utility Spell says if the player wants to try something, they can pitch it and see what the GM says. And Utility is the best spell I out of the selection that you want to go with. Utility is the best one out of all the other ones. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. So first, I'm going to say that your threat in particular. We haven't gotten to what happened with Arthas's threat yet for their, his role, but your threat as you pop this vial out of your mouth, you do see that there are a couple cracks in the vial now, which was that, that scraping noise that you heard in your when you were gnawing on a glass vial, because who does that? If you would like to cast the spell, I will allow it, and how far back you can go with the spell will de- depend on your success. So I will make this a hard difficulty, however, because you are trying to cast a memory search on a non-sentient object. You're essentially looking for what auras and things are left on this object. Yeah, almost like almost like psychic imprints. Yes. I would like to spend a story point to upgrade that so I have three yellow instead of two and a green. Sure. And we'll see what happens. I'm left with two advantage. You cast the spell. And what hits you back is very fuzzy, gray, murky. You can see some figure holding the vial, but the image is so blurry, you can't tell what this person looked like. And it doesn't last very long. My apologies. It appears that magic will not avail me this time. I defer to your... Excellent, Inspector Tutelage. And I pass the the vial over to Inspector Francis. Thank you, Inspector Nine. I appreciate it. And I was very much hoping to learn a new skill today in terms of how to use magic to solve crimes. So perhaps you'll have to teach me what it was you were attempting at a later time. I will take the vial now very careful to touch merely the, the very tip of, of it in the very bottom of it, and I will um, place it down on the table in front of me. Um, and I'm going to reach into my satchel again. Uh, if you cannot tell, this is my uh, satchel of uh, inspector supplies, and I will uh, pull out a small uh, uh, container. It's a glass jar, um, uh, no more than maybe two inches tall, and about an inch uh, in every other di- uh, uh, measurement. Um, and I will uh, unscrew the, the top and place it down on the table, and I will pull a small uh, brush like you might use it for applying makeup or something. And I will uh, pull it out of uh, my uh, satchel and I will dip it into this container, which clearly has some uh, powder of some type of of, uh, black powder. And I'm going to uh, look uh, very closely at the um, vial in the light, trying to determine if this is worthwhile before pulling out that uh, brush, and I will brush this black powder across the entirety of the vial. 
eye it again very closely before shaking it ever so gently to uh, loosen whatever of the powder has not um, attached itself to some oil or something that might be indicative of a fingerprint. And I will hold it up into the light to see if perhaps a fingerprint is left. If you could roll me an easy science check. So it'll be one green, one yellow, and one purple. And I'm going to give you a setback as well, so that's one black. Because Arthas did pick up the vial, and Arthas has much bigger hands. So that would give me a success and a threat, yes. You hold up this vial. The light is shining through it, and most of the vial, unfortunately, seems a little smudgy. Um, what fingerprints were there? <sighs> They've been destroyed, whether by Arthas picking up the vial, or eight nomming on the glass, or even perhaps just user error before it was dropped. But right, right at the lip of the vial, you do see very clearly a near perfect fingerprint. And that is where we are going to end the session. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Francis has been played by our guest, Josh Simons. You can follow him on Twitter at Joshua M. Simons to check out his charity streams, TTRPG content, and all-around goodness. You can also check him out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Joshua Simons. <laughs>